Welcome in everybody back to another episode of Dom. That's true. As always, I am one of your hosts, Truman Steen, also known as the Steen Machine, found on Twitch and Twitter by that name. And as always, I'm joined by my very handsome co-host, Owen, Domination7. Dom, Owen, how's it going? Oh, yeah, that you know, good, huh? Yeah, unmute, that, did that you know good, that? Did that you know good, I had to huh? unmute yeah. to talk absolutely. on podcasts? Abs- yeah. you know absolutely nailing it, yep. Uh, I do. I yeah. know it now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I you think after 36 episodes, you know, I figured out. But uh, yeah, I'm doing well, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Having a good Monday, or Tuesday, Jesus Christ. Wow, we are two, peas, we're two peas in a pod here. <laughs> you guys are really listening to a high-quality podcast. We appreciate everybody tuning in here for the 36th Amazing. episode of Dom That's True. We're, uh... Man, before we're gonna blink, and before we know it, we're gonna be at we're gonna be at a year of doing this. This is gonna be, it's, yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's been a good, it's been be a good roll. It's been a good ride, you know. It's been a good run for sure. Yep. Excited to see what the future holds, as the quality can only go up as we get more money from being real adults. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and of course, uh, welcome everybody. And we are doing a lot of stuff today. We're gonna break down the NHL playoffs, which start this Saturday. The first, uh, I, b- I believe, I googled it. I believe the first playoff game will be on Saturday. It will be between the uh, the Capitals, the Washington Capitals, and the Boston Bruins. So that'll kind of get you kicked off. Which you know what that means, Owen? Uh. Is that we reach our next milestone, and next week is the third Don. That's true. Weigh in. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're. No, nah, gonna- I'm just joking. I'm joking. I- I've been planning. I've been planning. Yeah. So we're going to talk Islanders. We're going to preview just the Islanders playoff series. We're going to go pretty in-depth on that one. And then we're going to break down every single playoff matchup. We're going to try to cruise through them, do two to three minutes each, uh, give you our predictions on each playoff matchup in the NHL. Rapid fire, like we normally do. We'll do our little health week in review as we, uh, again, look forward to that uh, weigh-in next week. And our top five of the week is... uh, restaurant desserts fat sorry mm. fat specifically fast food desserts oh, okay so that'll be a lot of fun so we got a lot of stuff should be delicious we got a lot of stuff going on in this episode we're actually not going to talk anything except for hockey and health this week normally we sneak in a little royals or chiefs content for you but sadly we don't really want to talk about the royals this week and luckily luckily enough we don't have time to talk about the royals this week so thank god Thank God. So instead, we're going to talk NHL, and let's get it kicked off with the... Here, real quick, real quick, before oh. we get into it, sorry. Oh. Do you want to know the score of the Royals game right now? It was 0-0. What is it now? Uh, Brady Singer gave up th- uh, four runs in the fourth. It is now 4-0 Tiger, as we uh, film this. All right, it's going great, guys. Uh, so <laughs> let's move on to something that's a little more happy, but really not not even that much better, honestly. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> let's break down that New York Islanders uh, playoff matchup. We so the Islanders kind of limp to the limp to the finish here. Uh, yep, true, hundred percent. We were boasting about how they had that nice, easy finish to finish it out, and uh, I think Barry Trotz might be playing playing chess a bit with his players, not starting everybody. You know, Matthew Barzal got to sit out a couple games. Uh, yeah. I think Brock Nelson missed a few games. You had you Eberly, you know, we had guys that they're just a little banged up and you want them more healthy for the playoffs than the than the uh than the regular season and home field advantage again with the lessened uh kind of fan presence it really doesn't matter nearly as much. So well, especially in a 7 game series. It's, you know, one more game on the home. And honestly, I think we saw this from when the Royals were in the World Series. Uh you almost kind of like having those three in a row in the middle if if i remember correctly right well and it's also kind of nice to start off on the road because there's no pressure because if you lose the first two on the road there's no pressure nobody's freaking out but if you lose one of those home games then all of a sudden everybody goes oh my god they flipped the series they flipped home field advantage oh no that's not good and then you know (laughs) right right and then it's creeped in your head and so you know i don't hate it especially when it's like this again with not much fan impact, it doesn't really matter that much. You no, know, yeah, like, I I personally would prefer to be on the on the road those first two games because, like you said, like you win like any of those games, or God forbid, you win both of those away games, and you know then it's kind of smooth sailing. But like like you said, even if you lose both those two first games, like yeah, whatever, we got three in a uh, three at home in a row to 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 write the ship. Right. 
Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, but all that being said, uh, the Islanders did have a tough run of it. Again, they lost four of their last five, and now they finished fourth in, this, in the Eastern Division, and all year long, if you've been listening to this podcast, there is one team that we didn't want the Islanders to have to face first round in the playoffs because we would have liked them to get further than the first round, and that player, that team is the Pittsburgh Penguins, and yep. they have to face the Pittsburgh Penguins' first matchup. Well, and then here's where the very, you know, yeah, I am very upset, and I'm definitely going to allude to this later, but um, I'm upset that we have to play the Penguins. But, like you said, you know who hasn't been playing chess these past six games? Who? The Penguins. They've been playing all their starters. They've been making that push for first place. And the Islanders have said, okay. yeah, we clinched. Uh, we clinched. Okay, okay, star okay, star players. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. Okay, impact players. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. It's chill. Oh, we lost to the Devils? Darn. We'll just beat them 5-1 the next day. We don't care. And, right. you know, I, we've seen this kind of approach from teams that have clinched playoff spots. Mm-hmm. And I think in hockey, more than anything else, this kind of thing matters. In right. the in the NBA, you want you want that top seed. You want to push for that top seed because it, in the NBA, good teams tend to be the number one seed anyway. In right. hockey, it's a little bit different. There's a lot more parity in hockey of all sports, and it turns and player load ends up mattering actually quite a bit more once the playoffs are ground. Right, like, because like the said, NBA the does a lot of load management, and NHL doesn't. NHL does not do a lot of load management. They're very NFL kind of mindset, MLB kind of mindset. No days off, really. There's not many days off right. in the NHL. And uh, a lot of times what you'll see is the top points uh, score uh, getters. Gosh, I can not I can never remember the name of the trophy. No, you could, you could say getters. Yeah. Earners. Earners. Yeah, the team with the top points, uh, they win a trophy. There's a name of it. I, I'm so bad at all the trophy names. But they a lot of the times lose in the first round. You see that happen a fair amount of the time. The Bruins went, they didn't, I don't think they made it to the final, no, because we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the Bruins made it to the semis last year, maybe just before the finals and lost to the Lightning, or maybe even before, no, I think it was even before that. That's how bad, that's how tough Two years ago, the Lightning, you know, got the all-time record and points scored in a single season. Lost in the first round. Yeah, Absolutely. So, I, you know, maybe there's some amount of chess that needs to be played, and maybe Barry Trotz knows that. So, in Trotz we trust, as always. Uh, so, you do have to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. Obviously, uh, a lot, uh, and some of the issues here is there's been a lot of sitting of Varlamov, the main goaltender, and that's, I think, been an issue. So, as I told you, we lost four of the last five, and they sat Varlamov three of the last four. <laughs> Uh, so the one that Varlamov did play that he did lose, but Sorokin won one, but lost two. So it's not the end of the world. Obviously, uh, Sorokin's probably not going to play that much in the playoffs. So if you look at the Islanders last year, uh, they tried to avoid having Thomas Grice play kind of at all. <laughs> and that's what you do. I mean, it's the playoffs. You're playing your main goaltender. You're not, nobody is the Vegas, is, is the Golden Knights. There's only one team who's the Vegas Golden Knights, who gets to have two goaltenders that they can start at any time. And that's the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, a lot of times you just don't have that kind of matchup. You have one really good goaltender that you trust a lot in, and you have another all-right goaltender. And we have a rookie who's coming up and has had a promising year. Sorokin obviously right. kind of struggled down the stretch there. He lost, uh, you know, four of his last five, at least. Yeah, yeah he lost four of his last five. So, I mean, not, not a great not a great way to end the season, but he's he's shown a lot of promise, especially for a rookie and especially in relief of Varlamov. And if he needs to make a spot start here or there in the playoffs, if Varlamov has had a bad game or two, you know, uh, you shouldn't freak out. You shouldn't. We should feel we should feel all right with him. I have as, almost as much trust in him as I had in Tom Grice last year. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way. He's played, you know, similar to the way Greiser played. You know. Uh, on that, you know, the fourth or, or fifth game, you know, in in a couple of run of games, you know, he'll come in and, you know, he, he's proven that he can win. And, I mean, kid's 25, 25 years old, you know, very young. Obviously, you know, no Carter Hart, no absolute bombshell, you know, 21-year-old kid, whatever. Right. Still very young goalie right. playing well. I, wouldn't, I would be surprised if Sorokin, you know, didn't 
make it eight years later to be in a situation like Semyon Verlamov has, you know? And, 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 and that being said, Verlamov came over from the Avalanche, and people were like, oh, he's no good. But, you know, the coaching staff for this Islanders team just continues to prove that they can scout players from other teams and pick up impact players. And Verlamov's been nails for us. So I, I'm not afraid at all for games that uh, Sorokin plays in the playoffs if he does play. You know, I'm expecting, you know, three to four games maybe, you know, depending on how deep the Islanders go, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm, I've got complete trust in the kid. I think he's going to do fine. Yeah, I, I, ha- I have high hopes for him. Uh, Varlamov having his best season in a long time, actually. His best season ever, actually, uh, as far as uh, gold allowed average. He's looking at a 2.04 per game. And there is some amount of that is a, it's a shortened season. You get to play, you get to, you have to play less games. There's less pressure on you. But yeah, 2.04 gold allowed average is his best ever. And it's, and the next best season would have been his 2.23, which was in 2010 when he well, was a it, backup it goaltender for the Capitals. How good the Islanders' defense is that we can take a goalie like Varlamov, who everyone thought was so bad. But maybe it's just because the uh, Avalanche defense freaking sucks. Yeah, which is true. The Avalanche give up. Uh, they're definitely in the top half of the league in terms of goals given up. They don't play a defensive system. That's why you see all those games with Avalanche and the Blues and all those teams in the West right now. Just mm-hmm. they have these electric games where it's like finishes five to four. But that's not how it works here in the East. Low scoring no. games, defensive minded. Yeah. Uh, you know, people say in the NFL, people probably said so, uh, a thing of the past, but in hockey, playing a defensive mindset is very, very much still in play. Yeah. Uh, as the fast break can still score you lots of points. So, right. And obviously, uh, so we're going to go through and do a kind of a tail of the tape for each team. Uh, it would be silly to say that the Islanders have been the same team since losing Anders Lee. Obviously, losing the captain has been a huge. Uh, kind of bump in the road for the Islanders. They've yeah. been able to keep it going. They've been able to keep it rolling. They picked up some guys at the trade deadline. Obviously not, uh, you know, Taylor Hall, who we who who we really wanted. Tyler Hall? Ty- Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. Taylor. Uh, yeah, I fell in love with him, and I forgot his name after he left us. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, obviously didn't pick up as good of a center as we wanted to pick up to replace Anders Lee. But the guys from the Devils have been all right. Uh, but the Islanders' defense has allowed 28 less goals than the Pittsburgh Penguins defense and the Pittsburgh Penguins offense has scored 40 more goals. So they're looking at a, uh, I believe they have a goal differential of plus 40 and the Islanders have a goal differential of plus 28. So they are a little bit better. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm very interested in how this, how this is going to turn out and it's going to come down to, which style of hockey do we play? Do we play the offensive style that the Penguins are definitely going to want to play, that the Islanders have played every pretty much every time they've had to play the Penguins, obviously going two and six against them this year? Right. Or do we play the Islanders style hockey that they have been really good at making teams play once we get to the playoffs? And it becomes a more defensive game in the playoffs. You don't have those high-scoring games nearly as much. Right. So it'll come down to what we expect to see. Um if the Islanders can control the pace, they could certainly win this series 4-2. If the Penguins control the pace, they could win this 4-0, honestly. Um, well, and, and Truman, comparatively speaking, though, I think last year, you know, when the Islanders made that their playoff run, we thought, man, you know, first round, it was Caps, right? We played the Capitals in the first round. No, uh, well, they had their warm-up game against the 12 seed. I think they played maybe the Rangers in the, in the first round because they had the weird – like five through 12 played and then those teams played the top four teams and then oh right because they had another weird like playoff system right and like technically those weren't the playoffs they were just playing i mean we thought we thought that when we played the flyers and the capitals in the playoffs last year like man these are some tough teams you know dismantled them four two and four three respectively i mean right four three obviously with the flyers but as they were up they were up three oh yeah if you're a listener to the show it should have ended four oh or four one it never should have gotten to game seven but yeah I mean, dismantle the Caps. The Caps never looked like they were in that game, and that and they scored, I, I believe, like ten more points than the Islanders that season. So, right. well, and there's something to be said about returning a lot of your guys that went on that playoff run. You know, obviously you don't have your captain, but you do have a lot of those other guys, and they do have the playoff experience. When uh, I think Pittsburgh lost, I think in the first, I think they lost their playing game. 
their playing yeah. series. They're, they did the, that. I think they lost their five game playoffs playing series that the Islanders won. So I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm not incredibly optimistic about it, but who knows? Barry Trotz can always pull off some miracles. I think an optimistic outlook again is four, two. I think my pessimistic outlook outlook is four, one uh, losing sure. and yeah, obviously winning four, two where, uh, What's your what's your prediction for it? Oh, and you got uh, official I prediction. Th- I was gonna take Dub, man. I don't. I you know I want to look back at this. Uh, here, allow me a second to Google this. I don't know okay. why I hadn't Googled this before, but this thought just entered right. my head. Sure. Okay. I yeah. want to look at Barry Trotz's playoff record. Has he ever lost in the first round? That would be tough. That is an interesting question. Okay, here. Let me see. Uh, well, he. Yeah, let me see. Um, well, at least since 2014. So that's that's. I just want to look at his uh, Capitals. Oh, here we go. Here's a head coaching record. Um, okay. So in Nashville, he missed the playoffs the first five years. Tough. It's tough. But he has never lost in the first round. When he's when his teams have made the playoffs, never lost in the first round. Hmm. Nashville, oh, oh, three, oh, four, oh, three, oh, five. I mean, oh, three, oh, four, oh, five, oh, six, oh, six, oh, seven, nine and ten, twenty ten, twenty eleven, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. All lost in the quarters or semis. That's okay. all with Nashville. Wow. Then with Washington, lost in the second round, lost in the second round, lost in the second round, won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> then with the Islanders, lost in the second round, then conference finals, and now this year. Interesting. This is a head coach that when his teams make the playoffs, which, you know, in hockey, doesn't happen every year, has yep. never lost in the first round. Ever. So... Hmm. I don't, I don't care who we're facing, man. I don't care who we're facing. I'm going I'm to take the Islanders on this one, dude. I'm thinking like 4-1 or 4-2. I think we're going to be wow. fucking shocked. I, I think we're going to be shocked. I really do. I think Barry there Trump's will be something. Turn it on in the playoffs, man. I think there will be something to be said about them being on fresh legs coming out of the coming out of the gate uh, versus obviously, like you said, that Penguins team that had to worry about getting the number one overall seed. So, all right. I, I, you know what? I'll get I'll get on board with you. We can predict it for the Islanders. You know, just just mark that sharpie. You know, boom. <laughs> Islanders. No, just kidding. But yeah, all right. You've convinced me. I'll get on. I'll get on with you. And, and trots we trust, as we say. Um. So let's actually move around the league. Take a look at all the other playoffs. Uh, playoff matchups. We'll try to do this kind of quickly for each matchup, and give our predictions. All right. Are you ready, Owen? I'm with you, buddy. All right. Our first matchup is uh, going to be we'll start we'll start pretty much top down. So we'll start in the central division. We have the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Nashville Predators. Uh, Carolina kind of limped to the end of the season. They finished five two and three in their last ten. Nashville finished a bit stronger at seven two and one. And Carolina has been the best team in the league for the last month or so. I would say that Vegas was very good uh, in the middle of the season. I would say uh, the Golden Knight or the the Leafs were. The best team at the beginning of the season, but I would say that Carolina Hurricanes probably been the most consistent and strongest team mm-hmm. towards the end here. But that being said, they are tied for the most points in the league. And as we talked about, there's been that weird trend where you see those a lot of those teams lose early. You don't see a lot of those guys mm-hmm. go on to get to finish it off. I think Boston, like we said, I think last year they were the top team and they didn't, you know, they didn't go very far. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, so Carolina Hurricanes versus Nashville Predators. Owen, do you have an official prediction? Yeah, Hurricanes Sharpie four one. Wow, really? So the yeah, Hur- the Predators. This Predators team isn't as good as it looks. Uh, this is a Predators team that barely made the playoffs, um, beating the Stars out by only four points. Yeah, they did beat the Hurricanes twice in the last in their last three games. But the Hurricanes also sharpied their number one spot before anybody else and just said fuck it and uh, don't let the last ten dissuade you. The Predators going seven two and one isn't that much of a good thing. So yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Hurricanes. Just the Hurricanes just have a better team, man. So I'm going Hurricanes for one. Interesting. And again, that we did have to talk about that. The when we're talking fresh legs, if Carolina was resting because they locked up a lot of their stuff earlier on, and Nashville had to fight towards the end for it, uh, they did finish seven two and one. But they had to try in those last ten, and maybe the Carolina Hurricanes didn't have to. So that is an interesting point that you bring up about the fresh legs. Uh, Nashville finished with a point, uh, plus two point differential. Carolina finished with a plus 43 goal difference, goal differential, sorry, not point differential and a plus two and Nashville had a plus two goal differential. Uh, you know, I think I actually wrote this down. I've got this as my big upset. I've got this as the, as the shocking Ooh. upset that we're going to see wow. where one of those top teams loses like that. Wow. 
And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take you know fuck it. We'll we'll go with the Preds. I'm going to go 4-3 Nashville. Wow. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Moving okay. on. Moving on to our second matchup, we have the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning uh, versus the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers are the higher seed, so they will have home field home ice advantage. Uh, again, those Florida Panthers finished with a goal differential of plus 36. They went 8-2-0 eight, eight, and oh towards, uh, in their last 10. And Tampa Bay Lightning had a goal differential of plus 34, going 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. Um, it's a good finish for Florida. They um, were, are also 5-3 in the season series versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. But Tampa Bay is the defending champs, and as we talked about, in the in the playoffs, it, it does become a bit more of a defensive game, and obviously, uh, hey Truman, I remember who the Islanders' first round game was against last year. It was, was a it five the, game series against the Panthers. Was remember? The, oh I, yeah, Aaron talked all that mm-hmm, shit, and then mm-hmm. we dumpstered him. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, do are are the defending champions. Obviously, they you know they have. Vasilevsky, and that's always going to be a tough one to, you know, we'll always talk about, we'll always say, you know, it's going to be hard to beat, uh, uh, why do I want to say, it is Andre, Andre Vasilevsky, yeah, Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he hasn't had his best season of his career, he's he's still had a really good season by any goal, uh, by any goaltender's metrics, he had a better season than he, I guess he's had a better goal at uh, loud average than he's had in the last two. Actually, this is his best one ever. So, but it just doesn't feel like he's been nearly as talked about, nearly as hot. But he's still, you know, he's still that that Vasilevsky that we know. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if the Florida Panthers can move by as they are the higher seed. Owen, who are you going to predict here? This is my uh, pick for most exciting series. So I've actually pulled a quarter out of my wallet, and I'm going to, now going to flip it. Uh, heads is Panthers, tails is Lightning. I think this is going to go seven. I really do think this is going to be a very exciting and fun series. Interesting. Okay. All right. So Panthers win it by the coin flip, dude. So I'm going Panthers four three. I think this is really going to be a, uh, like I said, a coin toss. And actually, um, and I actually also have the Florida Panthers going, but I I had them four two over the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they can get it done. It will be an exciting series. I think you've got a great point. It'll be interesting to see what Vasilevsky can do against that great Florida Panthers offense. Uh, it'll be just, it's going to be a very exciting series. I am excited for that one. Yeah, this might be a series that I might actually watch because one, the Lightning are exciting. And this year, the Panthers have, you know, Aaron's trying to get me over and I think I'm going to watch not. that series. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, a top top three goal, goal scoring team in the league uh, versus the best uh, versus a top three defense in the league or top top five defense in the league. So, Damn, again, fun. one of those where which which brand of hockey do we play? And, yeah, I'm with you. Florida Florida over Tampa Bay, 4-3. Uh, moves us on to our next series, which is our first one that we'll talk about. Well, I guess, so technically we already talked about the one in the Eastern Division. Owen's official prediction, what, 4-2 Islanders? Yeah, 4-2. The Islanders are the best defensive team remaining in hockey, and I think they can win with that brand. Interesting. interesting. Well, actually, technically the Golden Knights have four uh, less goals allowed. But uh, you don't really think of the Golden Knights as a. They've also I played. Think, they've think, also played I one less game. Think the West is a really weak division. So. They've also played one less game. So. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Te- technically, they could. They could ruin it. But I think the Islanders are the best defensive team in hockey. Uh, they took off the brakes, and I, I think they have a good chance to win. All right, I'll give it to you. Deal. Uh, moving on to that next series in there, we have the Washington Capitals versus the Boston Bruins. Uh, Boston leads the season series four three. They're actually playing right now. It is tied one one. Uh, I'm not sure if they're playing. I think they're actually playing for home field advantage here, because the Caps are up. Because Caps have 75, Boston has 73. But I guess if they tie, then you probably go to season series or goal differential. Which, if Boston wins, then they have better goal differential and season series over the Caps. So you're probably playing for home field advantage right now. They're tied 1-1 in the third period currently. But as for the season series, Boston currently leads the series 4-3. Both teams finished 6-3-1 their last 10. They were both had stuff to play for. Um, but I think, you know, obviously this was a Caps team that was on top of the division for, you know, the last month or so. And then all of a sudden kind of just let it slip away. I mean, this has been a, this has been a tight division. I think this is the tightest, uh, 
distribution between the top four teams of any division. Yeah, I'm with you, 100%. It's not even close. It's absolutely, yeah, because so, uh, so for the record, the West was 21 points differential from first to fourth. Uh, the North was 18 points. The Central was 16 points. And the East is six points. Yeah. Which is like insane. Like I said, I mean, like we've been saying, Truman, uh, the East is the best division in hockey, and we'd be shocked if a team from the East didn't make it to the final. Yeah. So this Washington versus Capitals game will be very interesting. But the Caps were on top, have just been, I think, a little cooler than the Boston Bruins because obviously the Bruins went from fourth and they're going to go maybe up to second if they beat the if, if they beat the Capitals tonight. And mm-hmm. I think it would be hard to pick the Bruins, hard not to pick the Bruins here. I think I have the Bruins uh, slightly mm-hmm. edging them out 4-3. Obviously, Boston also has the goal differential at plus 33 versus uh, plus 27 for Washington. So, yeah, yeah. I've got to give a slight edge to Boston here. And, again, I think a very good series. Uh, again, very different brands mm-hmm. of hockey where, you know, Boston's allowed 28 less goals and Washington scored 22 more goals. So it's definitely yeah. going to be a good one to I'm watch. I'm actually on the opposite end, though. Truman. Really? I'm giving a slight wow. edge to the Caps just because I find it always hard to pick against uh, Ovechkin, man. He's just, you know, you yeah. can't really say serial winner in hockey because hockey doesn't really have dynasties. But he's been top three player in the league for you know, how many seasons now? Five or six? Mm-hmm. And in hockey, that's pretty hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't, I can't, you know, as much as I love to hate Brad Marchand, you know, and the way he plays on the Bruins team, just, you know, being a solid rock in that in that team. I, I, I hate Tom it, Wilson more. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that much. You hate Tom Wilson? After well, see, that, these after are, these that shit that we saw him play in the last fucking, after that shit that we saw him play, saw him play last year in the playoffs, I, I've got yeah. no, I have no respect for yeah, Tom so Wilson I'm, I'm very plays. excited to see these two bruisers go at each other first round, uh, so they can weaken each other up, get yep. some injuries on, because you know, no one, you know, there's going to be some casualties. After oh yeah, this, uh, absolutely. After these two teams, go yeah, I hope that I hope the, I hope the Islanders win, so they get to play whoever lo- wins this series because the half yeah. their team will be missing, whether it's yeah. suspensions or Injury. injuries. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, so you, I'm going to give a slight edge to the Caps, man. Okay, interesting. So you've got Caps four three. Uh, something like that. I, it's going to be either four two or four three for whoever wins it. Yeah. It's not going to be a stomp. Like I, I feel like that the the Penguins Islanders has either a chance, you know, a chance to go like Penguins four Penguins four one, Islanders four two, uh, something like that. But I don't think Bruins Caps isn't going anything less than six games. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, moving on to our first matchup in the North, I have we have the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Toronto had, uh, like we said earlier, they probably had the hottest start to the season of any team. Uh, they were the best team in the league for for the for a while, you know. And obviously, they kind of fell off here towards the end, but they picked it back up and they did finish first in that North division. And the Canadians uh, barely kind of, I, I guess they didn't really sneak in. I guess again the Canucks. I think the Canucks could have made a push. Uh, they ended up finishing, you know, just under the Winnipeg Jets. But we'll talk about the Winnipeg Jets here in a bit. Um, yeah. But I don't know if I can trust this Montreal Canadiens team. They obviously, they had a point differential. They had a goal differential of negative eight. <laughs> and the Maple Leafs had a goal differential of plus 42. <laughs> The Maple Leafs finished seven one and two. The Canadians finished four five and one. I have this uh, pick. I think both the North North series are going to be sweeps. I have this as the Leafs sweeping the Canadians for four zero. Yeah, I can't disagree with you there. Uh, the The Leafs are just a very clearly a far better team. This is one of those. Uh, I feel like the Canadians are kind of like the Tennessee Titans. Um, always limp into the playoffs. Uh, have one or two good players. But the team around them is nowhere near good enough to beat, you know, the AFC teams. So yeah, I also have this as a sweep, and I don't think it's going to be close. Which is a bit of a prediction because obviously, as a lot of hockey fans know, the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a playoff series since. Do you know it, Owen? Like seven. It's like seventy-six, right? No, no, it's not that bad. That's like a, 
No. The, they last oh, no. they last won a playoff series in 2004. It's been 16 years. Oh, that's pretty bad still. Which is not I forget great. That, that, that I forget that hockey has parity and teams don't suck for like extended periods of time like they do in the NFL. Right, but that doesn't mean that well, they haven't won a they haven't won a cup since uh 67. So well, Yeah, cuz yeah, they, and and BC is the same way with the with the Canucks cuz you know, they both both uh, Toronto and bc riot when their team loses right but vancouver went on a pretty good run last year for especially for where they were at so yeah so i'll pick the leafs 4-0 here uh but there's definitely good you know what actually i'm gonna change it i'm gonna change my prediction to 4-2 just because they've got some demons they've got some skeletons in the closet they've got some demons to shed there will be a little bit of clinching funny oh it'd be hilarious if they got swept or something even dumber you know Again, I I refuse to cheer for the for the I don't cheer for the Leafs at all. I don't feel bad for them, just because they have John Tavares on there. So I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't right. give a shit about him. So yeah, I can't. But you know, understandable that he went there. But dude, I think do you think we win the cup last year if he was on the team? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Especially a, if they still add snake, JP Come on. JPG. Oh. Don't even get me. Don't even get me started. Uh, moving on, uh, the next to the next one, who I, which I think is also going to be sweet. We have the uh, Ed, Edmonton Oilers versus the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, and finished the season <laughs> one nine and zero, and yeah. they barely you, you eked they out over the all? Canadians. Do you think they mailed it at all? I mean, I maybe see. there's. Uh, let me look at the dates here. Maybe there's weird COVID stuff happening. No, there's no weird COVID stuff happening at all. They, well, they did have a tough run. They had to play, here was their last, here's their last 10 games, okay? They had to play Edmonton, Toronto, Toronto, Edmonton, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, which they should have beat. Calgary, which they did beat 4-0. Ottawa, and then Vancouver, that they lost, they lost both those games as well. So, they played 10 games and only four of them were against, they played more games against the top two players teams in the division versus non-playoff teams than they did non-playoff teams so yeah but i think we might have a situation kind of like the islanders that they saw that they couldn't catch the leafs and they saw that they had clinched they might have mailed it a little bit i wouldn't be surprised if this one's closer but that being said i still have oilers for two because connor mcdavid's nutter butter so yeah i have the oilers 4-0 i i i i don't think yeah, they mailed I'm, it I'm, in. see i'm fine with that but i don't i don't, I don't, I don't think you start that. mailing it in 10 games early you know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> With 10 games, that's 30 points that you could have had, or 20 points that you could have had. They could have caught something there. That's pretty, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm bugging, but you know, whatever, bro. I, I think the, the Oilers win this no matter what I think about the end of their season. Yeah, and I don't think they've, they've beat the Oilers twice this year in eight games. They beat them twice. So, yeah, I like, Dang. I like the what, Oilers. What team would do that? Yeah, geez. Oh, yeah. So obviously the Jets are gonna win. Um, <laughs> so Edmonton four zero is is the pick for me. Uh, moving on down to the West, we'll look at Vegas versus St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis was, uh, as we talked about uh, many times during this season, uh, the team, no team. It seemed no team wanted to be the fourth team in the division there that could get it done. Uh, so the uh, but the St. Louis Blues were the team that finally got it done. They got to limp into the playoffs uh, with a negative nine goal differential. They finished. They did finish pretty well at six three, six one and three. Uh, they finished five points ahead of the Coyotes and ten points ahead of the Sharks, the teams that we thought might be able to make a push, and ten points ahead of the Kings. The Sharks finished behind the Kings. Jesus Christ, what a bad. Ugh, the Sharks, Shark, disappointing. If you're a Sharks fan, you got to be disappointed. I know a couple Sharks fans, and I know they're upset. Um, but <laughs> shout out Lugas. Yeah, and Chase. Uh but the Blues uh are not as good Garbage. as the as the Vegas Golden Knights. And they are going to get stomped. It's gonna be ugly. You're gonna to want to hide your kids. Don't let them watch it. Uh you don't want them to think that's this is what hockey playoff scores look like. Yeah, I think I think we might I don't know. I I almost I only pick Vegas uh four four two. By the way, also Vegas has a goal differential of plus sixty one, and St. Louis has minus nine, which is the furthest uh, disparate uh, displacement or difference. Disparity. 
disparity. I was going to say disparity. Thank you. Uh, disparity, yeah, yeah. Disparity, yeah. Between any goal any goal differential in this playoff. This is the biggest one. 70, 70, a difference of 70 on their difference, which is insane. So Yeah, here, Truman. I'm going to read you uh, the games between the Blues and the Golden Knights this season. Ready? Okay, I'm going right. to read you the score lines. Okay. All right. First game, Blues win 5-4 in a shootout. Okay. That's the first game. Second game. Knights, 5-4 okay. in overtime. Okay. Knights, 5-1. Oh. Knights, 5-1. Oh, no. Knights, 6-1. Oh, even worse. Blues, 3-1. Okay. Then one. Knights, 4-3 in overtime. Okay. Good Knights, 4-1. That's tough. That's, That's tough. a lot of goals, man. That's a lot. That is of goals. a lot of That's goals lot of scored goals. by the Knights against the Blues, man. This could this series could get ugly. Yeah, obviously we talked about the the Knights uh, scored thirty or twenty. Looking at doing the math, twenty seven more goals this year than the Blues, oh and they gosh. also allowed forty three less. <laughs> Because that's, as we're oh talking my gosh, about, that's almost a full goal less and a, almost a half goal more per game. Yeah. That's crazy. Right, because as we talked about, the, the Golden Knights, I mean, man, this Golden Knights team is good, man. I mean, ranks in the top top three in you know, defense and top five. I think they rank top five in both. Let's see. They're number two. No, no. Nah, maybe they're not even top five. Yeah, they're they they're near the done, top man. five. They're near the top five in goals scored. And they're the top team in goals against. So this yeah, is they're this my, is a tough honestly matchup. they're my pick to face whatever team from the East comes out in the in, yeah. the, in the stand. And I'm even the I'm gonna this team is I'm gonna adjust this. I have this written down as four two, and I don't know why. I think this is four zero gold uh, Golden Knights. <laughs> and our final uh, playoff matchup to talk about here, and I think one that could also be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, this could be this is gonna be great. We have the Colorado Avalanche versus the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild kind of coming out of nowhere, honestly. Uh, obviously the Avalanche kind of have been more of a dominating force. They had, uh, they had a goal differential of, uh, plus 54 while the Minnesota wild only had a goal differential of plus 29, but they only had three more points. So it's interesting. So when Colorado is winning, they're winning big, but when they're losing, they're not, I mean, you know, they're losing, they're losing tight ones, but so, but the thing about playoff hockey is those matchups are tight. They're generally tough matchups. And I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this. I because I really don't know what's going to happen with this. Here, well, yeah, I think here. I do, but I but I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the Avalanche are going to win. I'll say that. They're, uh, Let me run you back through their games real quick, True. Okay. And then because this is this is going to be a fun series. Just let me read you these scores. This is actually kind of crazy. All right. So we've got Avalanche five one. Right. Over the a, wild. a big dub, of course. Then Wild four three. Then a Avalanche 2-1. Okay. Then Wild 6-2. Yeah, the, you, you get you dumbfounded yet? Then Avalanche 5-1. Avalanche 6-0. <laughs> then Avalanche 5-4. Wild 8-3. Um, hold on, scroll through here. We have Wild 8-3 to end it. So just a, a really crazy season series. An ass load of goals scored. I think Avalanche take the season series 5-3, but I think the goal scored differential is only like plus one or two to the uh, to the Avalanche. Right. So this is going to be another one of those super exciting series, man. This is going to be great. So what you're telling me is take the Avalanche, or, or, or take whoever you pick to win, pick them to cover, and then also take the over. Just parlay that. You're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so, uh, so you're, you're smart Vegas minded bet would be avalanche i think it's like plus like one or two hundred it's not going to be very much it's a very close series It'd actually be probably um, minus oh 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 for the whole series yes yes yes, yes. and then take take that over 100 percent. yeah take the over take the avalanche uh i have i actually have the avalanche at 4-1 but after thinking through it and talking through it i'll go avalanche 4-2 <clears throat> but I think I think, I think the Wild pull this out, man. Wild young scrappy team. I think I'm taking Wild four three, man. Interesting, interesting. All right, all right. Well, that's it. So, uh, to recap, we picked the Islanders uh, because we're you know hopeless romantics. Uh, we picked Obviously. I picked Nashville. You picked Carolina. Mm-hmm. We both picked Florida. Yep. I picked Boston. You picked the Caps. 
Uh, I picked Toronto and you picked Toronto. I picked Edmonton. You picked Edmonton. We both yep. picked Vegas and I picked Colorado and you picked Minnesota. Yep, that's correct. So there you go. Maybe we'll, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll do some wager or something. We'll think think about it later in the week. We'll see. Have some fun. Yeah. I'm in KC next week. We'll see. Uh, but before we move on to, uh, we've got, a, we've got to talk a little bit of health and before we end in our top five, but before we get to that, Owen, do you have a hockey term of the week <clears throat> yeah, as we're coming up on the playoffs, of, especially? Yeah. My hockey term of the week, uh, this week is pain. Pain. Um, yeah. so pain is what you experience when you and your buddy are doing a podcast and you say, Hey, there's this one playoff matchup that we really, really don't want to happen. And then you watch it slowly happen as the Penguins move from uh, fourth place into first place, mm-hmm. and you go from first place mm-hmm. into fourth place. Mm-hmm. And that feeling that you get in your stomach and your heart like kind of hurts a little bit. Twisting of that's the knife. Called, yeah, that's called pain. Yeah. And so, so this week, my hockey term of the week is pain. Is pain. That is pain. All right. Well, uh, on a much brighter note, my uh, hot hockey team of the week, I have to give it to the Florida Panthers. They finished... Uh, you know, honestly, like you said, they just made that push that we were like, it was, it was somebody was going to make a push in the, in the central division for hockey. And it uh, ended up being the Florida Panthers. I'm excited to see what they can do against the Tampa Bay lightning. I think they, you know, have as good of a shot of any knock off the defending champs. They won their last six in a row. They are eight, two and oh, uh, in their last 10. That's a great way to finish off the season and a great way to get you ready for a playoff matchup. So yeah, I have to go with the Florida Panthers this week. I'm very excited for them. I'm hoping they can get it done against the Tampa Bay Lightning for uh, a couple of our Florida Panthers friends out there. And they did beat the Lightning uh, in their last two games of the season. So, even more. Even more stuff to cheer for. So, yeah. That is my hot hockey team of the week. Let's move on to to a little bit of health as we look forward to uh, next week. We have the uh, third Dom That's True weigh-in. Owen, you got any health updates for us? Yeah, dude, I've been start- I just started doing this uh, arm workout that I'm going to be doing mm-hmm, uh, for mm-hmm, like the rest mm-hmm, of this run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it basically is all centered around push-ups and different style of push-ups to like just use your body weight. And you know, you know, I'm I'm around like a I'm around 150. Mm-hmm. So, that's a pretty good body weight, I think, to be doing push-ups with. <laughs> and bro, my arms are S-O-R-E sore today. Mm-hmm. It has you doing like pike push-ups, decline push-ups, incline push-ups. Like basically just gets your entire arm and still get some core work in there. Bro, <laughs> my arms freaking hurt today. But uh, yeah, I'm going to incorporate that into my, my weekly plan. Still trying to eat healthier and yeah, hopefully... Uh, see a nice low number on the scale this week yeah that's a lot of push-ups uh i've been having been having a good couple weeks here honestly oh and i'm not gonna lie to you i had to hit a fucking grind here to get mm. good progress because i uh i had to travel uh i i it's funny oh i keep on saying this after every way and i go okay now is the time to grind you gotta hit these grinds the next couple weeks and after last week's way or after the last way in i had to i went to denver for a weekend where we ate a sh- shit ton and drank a shit ton I came right. back. I didn't really work out a ton, and then I went to Chicago. Obviously, ate a bunch, and I was looking at the scale. I was like a little. I was like over where we started, and I was like, "Oh fuck me!" So <laughs> uh, these last two weeks, I've kind of been doing a little bit of a, you know, I lovingly call it a fat camp. Don't you know? It's not you know. Again, I'm not yeah, not good, trying to disparage good. myself, disparage others, but uh, yeah, just kind of been trying to eat healthy, work out, trying to aim for about a pound a day is uh during wow. during the All week right. so we've yeah. been cruising we're good we're, we've been we've been hitting it good uh, really dang dude. didn't right. do as well you know kind of stayed even over the weekend which is about where i like to stay at because obviously i yeah, you know sure. we drink a fair amount on stream and i like you know i order a pizza on a friday not a whole yeah, pe- but i did like a veggie pizza you know but i did i did a veggie pizza on friday instead i did a little thin crust a little yeah. different you yeah. know yeah. trying to be a little healthier we're you yeah. know we're getting there we're getting there uh good shit man salads working out you know, this is my last week before I go back to work. So it'll be interesting to see how I do once I get to KC. Uh, and obviously, we've got Dom That's True. Oh, and for the record, for anybody listening, for all those heated Dom That's True listeners, uh, next week, it will not be on Tuesday. It'll either be on Monday or Wednesday. I'm not sure. Well, me and yeah. you need to figure that out. But Yeah, we'll get it figured out. Well, we'll put out we'll on, on the socials. On, yeah, on the socials especially. And probably, well... I won't stream this weekend. 
or next weekend. But Owen will stream at some point. He'll mention it. I will. That's true. So. Dom, uh, that's true, man. So, uh, for our weigh-in next week, uh, we'll be it'll be on a different day. But we'll probably film it in the same location. I'll probably go over to yeah, your house. Yeah, that'll be in something. person. We're both fully vaccinated, so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Time to kiss my homies. Oh, yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? We're going to do a big old smooch. A Dom, that's true smooch. Yeah, uh, Dom, I'm that's glad. a true smooch right there. Um, <laughs> but I think that about does it for health. Yeah. Yeah, and a, yeah, a great a great capping it off, double vaxxed, both waited the couple weeks here. Uh, I'll tell you, go get go get vaxxed. That's all I got for you. That's all. I, yeah, for that's, real. You know, it shouldn't be political, but it's, I guess it is kind of political to say that. But all right, let's uh, now that we've talked about health, Owen, let's get into our top five of the week, which is uh, top five fast food desserts. <laughs> very healthy, very nice to talk about it right before the weigh in. Honestly. Something that did come out that I've like I haven't tried because I've been you know trying to eat healthy and work out these last yeah, two yeah. weeks. Uh, McDonald's came out with like a caramel brownie McFlurry. Ooh, <sighs> that has been tough good. to not go get one of these nights. But yeah, but just go to Dairy Queen instead. It's better. Trust but me. But again, I shouldn't be eating. I'm not eating any desserts right now. That's the thing. Is I want to I want to eat one of those at some point, but not right now. Not before. Yeah, the sure. I, I had a dessert for the first time in a while at lunch today. And like I didn't even finish it all. I was like, man, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's sweet. You're like, fuck. Yeah, it was like it was like one of those bags of like uh, of like those like crunch like crunch bar poppers. You know those little thingies, those bites. No. And it's like there's like more than one serving in a bag, and you know normally I'd be like, oh, whatever, dude. It's just oh, like, you know, oh, like, oh, crunch like crunch bar like the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, now we're there. Now I'm there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's, like, you know, it's one of those things where it's, like, you know, like, three servings per bag or whatever. Like, you know, normally I'd just be like, ah, just, you know, pour all that shit in there. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was thinking about it. It's, like, you know, even though the full bag is, like, 400 calories, I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, that's about what, you know, normally desserts are. I got about halfway through that thing, dude, and I was like, dude, fuck. This is so much. <laughs> and so I, I didn't even finish it all. Jeez. Yeah, I think that's, like, one of those things that I notice as I'm getting older, like, like when somebody like talks about going to buffets like that shit doesn't even sound appealing anymore like i remember like oh fuck yeah let's go hit chinese buffet or pizza buffet and all this stuff right, 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 right. i'm like god damn man that's two thousand calories minimum you know i'm like yeah exactly just can't even think about going to the buffets yeah anymore. the second the second you start a a weight loss challenge and you start counting some calories trying to hit 2k on the dot every day you realize how many calories are in things and you're like Right. Let me just drink some water. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah, and then you think about soda, where you're losing 400 calories. You know, if you get a 32 ounce soda from McDonald's, it's 300, yeah. calories. You're like, fuck me, man, that's a cheeseburger. I could have a cheeseburger, and, and, and then you start <laughs> right. thinking about or like fries, a large fry from McDonald's. Uh, this is a weird rant that we're on all of a sudden, but yeah, no, but it's like, true. It's but true. like a large fry from McDonald's, 500, 600 calories. Fucking eat two cheeseburgers instead. Yeah, right, exactly. Like I'm you just, just start when oh you start counting gosh. calories, you count all of them, dude. Right, because you're like, oh, I kind of want a snack. I'm gonna get some fries. That's nothing. <laughs> and then because if you said I'm gonna get a snack, I'm gonna go eat a McDouble and a and of McChicken, people go, that's not a snack. That's a meal. And it's like, that's crazy because that's the same amount of calories as you're eating with your with your snack of large fries, you know, or whatever. Right. So I don't know. That's uh that's my that's my platform before we before we get on to fast food desserts here. Oh and start us out with your top five fast food desserts. Alright, so I got a kind of a kind of a wild list. I did kind of try to observe the uh the only do each restaurant once. Hold on, I gotta plug in my headset. I'll keep talking. Oh, oh, okay. um, so I try to kind of observe that. And my at, coming in at number five, I've got the Good Sense chocolate chip cookie. Oh, okay. I'm a real big fan of the Good Sense chocolate chip cookie. It's been a while since I've had it, and that just shows you how good the cookie is. Comes, you know, comes single one, nice little bag. I actually kind of like it when it's halfway in between crispy and uh, that like kind of like half mushy. Mm-hmm. I like it a little bit more crunchy, crunchy with a little bit of crunch. But uh. I think the Good Sense chocolate chip cookie definitely deserves to be top five. I think it's arguable. I, I could see it exiting the top five for other items, but mm-hmm. for me, it's going to stay at number So at number four, I got the Shamrock Shake. Uh, really big fan of the Shamrock Shake. You, I think everybody loves Shamrock Shakes. You know, we talked about it on Grub Buds, very highly rated item. Um, it's just good, man. 
Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't remember the last time, you know, spring and Lent ended and spring rolled around and I didn't get a Shamrock Shake at least once. Mm-hmm. Shit's, shit's just good. Yeah. Coming in at number three, for those of you uh, in Johnson County and in the Olathe area, you might know about Pizza Street and you might know about their dessert pizza and how good it is. But I'm specifically with their apple pie dessert pizza. Holy shit, dude. I could eat a whole pizza of that. Just dump it in my mouth, bro. It's oh. incredible. If you've never had Pizza Street, just go there and grab the apple uh, apple pie dessert pizza. It's incredible. That, that's my number three. Okay. At number two, I've got a, a uh, deceased item. But it was so good that if you've had it before, you know what I'm talking about. That's the Cinepie from Papa John's. Ooh. I remember when I met my Brit Bong buddy from Burnmouth. We were working at Papa John's, but there was another Josh there. We called him Big Black Josh because you guessed it. He was 6'3", built as fuck, and black. And he always made this joke on shift, which was awesome to work with him. He'd go, uh, we would just be sitting in the store, you know, making a pizza, waiting for deliveries. And he'd go, yo, can I get a remake on a Cinepie? And you just yell that to the in-stores. And, you know, generally they, they hear a remake and they're like, oh, shit, something went wrong. And they just put one in. But he always did it when... There weren't any on the board, just so the drivers could get a free Cinepie. <laughs> oh, man. And those things are so that's, good. That's a good one. That's nice. It, nice little anecdote. You like the story? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. something I'll never forget. Can I get a remake on a Cinepie? If I ever if I ever see him again, I'll definitely yell that at him for sure. Um, but yeah, number two, Cinepie from Papa John. Great dessert pizza. Mm, okay. And coming in at number one, I got my off uh, kind of off-kilter dessert that everyone thinks is weird, but I it's still you can still go get it, especially uh, only available in the summertime generally. But uh, you need to go get, the, get this from Dairy Queen. It's the Oreo Cotton Candy Blizzard. Now people say, oh, an Oreo Cotton Candy? Whoa, that's, whoa. There's no way that's a blizzard, but hear me out. So the Cotton Candy is a blizzard, and something that's little known at Dairy Queen for some reason, because people really like to stay within the rules of ordering, you can put whatever you want in a blizzard. You can take any you blizzard have, and add pay it. for it. Right. Blizzards it's, are kind it, of and, overpriced as is. Oh, 100% yeah. they're overpriced. Okay. And some places they'll charge you another dollar for a scoop of Oreo. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. So you get the nice, sweet uh, flavor of cotton candy. doesn't really taste like real cotton candy. It's more of a nice, sweet flavor. And then, so you'd be like, but the Oreo is going to add that weird chocolate. It, not really. The, the power of the cotton candy, the flavor of that really overrides everything else. And you just get a nice, like, creamy crunch when you add the Oreos in there. Trust me when I tell you, I recommend this to every customer that ever asked me when I worked at Dairy Queen, Oreo cotton candy every time. And people were always like, man, that's weird. And then my uh, my coworkers tried it, and they're like, dude, this is freaking incredible, because it is. And that's why I sat my number one spot, Oreo cotton candy. So let me run you back through my top five. Absolutely. So I got Good Sense Chocolate Chip Cookie, number five. Crispier, the better, not but not like a rock. Mm. Number four, the Shamrock Shake. Number three, uh, Pizza Street Apple Pie Dessert Pizza. Number two, the Cinepie from Papa John's. And at number one, the Oreo Cotton Candy Blizzard. All right. I, you know what? That's a good enough list. I, I, think, I think there's a couple there that really show your personality where, from places that you worked at where it's like, I can't For really sure. debate you on... I'm not going to debate you on Oreo chocolate chip cookie or... You know the other, uh, the Cinepie from Papa John's. Oh, dude, the Cinepie from Papa John's is so good. Exactly. I'm so, I was so sad when they canceled it. Yeah, so I've I've nothing to debate with you there. I'm I'm, I'm I'll let those I'll let those all slide. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's start off with mine. Actually, my number five is something that somebody, as we were talking about this in the chat or in our Discord earlier, they reminded me of was the CC's brownie. CC's was a it's a pizza buffet. Uh, I think it's kind of all over the place. I think there's one down mm-hmm. here in New Mexico. I didn't. I it, it, again, we just talked about how buffets are kind of gross to go to now. So I definitely haven't been to a C season a bit. But I used to go a lot as a kid because you know they'd have kids eat free or whatever, and you could feed. You know, when you grow up with a family of with four kids, it's you know kind of easy to just let them just go run around in a buffet and get whatever the hell they want. So the CC's brownie is my number five pick, and uh, an honorable mention to a little let- lesser note. If we're gonna include buffets here. Uh, hometown buffet, I don't know, or which used to be like old country buffet or 
something. It was a it's a buffet chain across the U.S. But they had this like chocolate goo. It was essentially like chocolate lava cake, like out of a casserole dish that you could Ooh. eat, and you just throw that in a bowl, <laughs> throw a little ice cream on top. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was so yeah. good. Uh, but so yeah, so CC's brownie slash that chocolate goo from that buffet number five. Uh, number four is. Uh, and this is actually going to be a controversial pick. The sham because we only did one por- per restaurant. And this is a little lesser known item from McDonald's. It is a mm. seasonal item. And obviously the Shamrock Shake is good. Shamrock Shake, right. 99.9 if I put this one at 100, you know. They're very close. Uh, and this one is actually the Holiday Pie from McDonald's. Ooh. You ever had the Holiday Pie from McDonald's? I had the Apple Pie. The Holiday Pie is like a cakey, custardy... It's got sprinkles in it. It's around like Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. And it's, I know like the McDonald's apple pie is pretty good. I like their chocolate. I think McDonald's actually has pretty good desserts, but I never get them just cause I'm like, I just don't think about getting them cause I'm already getting, you know, a soda or whatever. That's enough dessert yeah, yeah. or whatever. But uh, McDonald's holiday pie at number four. Yeah, somebody and somebody even there, they're like, yeah, I forgot about the holiday pie. Exactly. That thing was delish. Uh, so holiday pie number four, number three, and again, this is gonna be a tough one. Subway white chocolate macadamia nut cookies. Mm. Oh, that's my favorite cookie out of all the out of all your out of all the cookie kinds. You know, you got peanut butter chocolate chip, all that stuff, monster cookie. You can keep all those. White chocolate macadamia nut is the best cookie out there. And Subways, when they, you know, I, I would say that's the one thing that Subway nails all the time is mm. their white chocolate macadamia nut. Also, shout out Quick Trip. Quick Trip had really good ones too. Ooh, I had okay. a girlfriend in high school who worked at a Quick Trip who, uh, like if, uh, a fun fact about those, very similar to, I think your remake on the Cinepies, uh, <laughs> is that Quick Trip, if like they break, like if they have like broken cookies in the package, like they, the workers get to take those home because they, they, they're not gonna sell them a lot of the time. So they get to take them home or they sell them at half price or something. So my girlfriend would stop by my house on her way home from work and we'd like stand outside in the street and talk for an hour or whatever and then she'd give me some cookies on it. Oh, there's the a lot of right there's there. a lot of reasons i'm fat and that's and that's one of them <laughs> um <laughs> number two i have uh and i'm surprised you forgot this and uh we'd be remiss if we didn't include this on one of our list uh the windy's frosty number two mm. i mean just a an og classic i know a lot of people dip fries in it i'm here to tell you dipping fries in your ice cream overrated i'm 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 gonna say it i don't think it's i don't think it's i don't think it's that incredible of a dish i don't think it's that groundbreaking to put fries in the it's just slightly salty ice cream and i did go get like a salted oh god what did i I had like a salted caramel or salted vanilla ice cream this last like i think when i went to chicago when we got we got like a one was like a gooey butter cake (sighs) incredible and number the other one was like a salted chocolate something Oh. Was it from Dairy Queen? Oh no 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 wait no wait it was salted. Oh man I now oh I had it for there for a second I think it was salted like caramel something when we were actually in Denver, and was it was it like at Dairy Queen. No 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 at like a local place. Was but, it like a salted caramel truffle that was called? N- no I don't think so. But again salted salt and sweet do work well you know my grandpa would used to sure. uh, put a little salt on his watermelon it was a good thing, uh, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I will tell you that your fries and your and your Wendy's frosties are a little overrated. This is going to be the just the get off topic episode. Uh, but sure. Wendy's frosties number two on the list. Chocolate or vanilla? I'm a, I think I'm more of a vanilla man. I think as a child I was more of a chocolate man, but I think I became more of a vanilla man as I grew up. Um, Fair. And number one, this is controversial. This is a less known option. Not many people get this. I Ooh. I. I wouldn't be shocked if you're like, I've never had it. All right. That is the Arby's Jamocha Shake. I've never had that, but it's, I've heard it's good. It is incredible. I mean, it's like, you know, if you like chocolate and kind of like the taste of coffee, like the smell, if you like how coffee smells without having to have like coffee to have it, you know, a mocha like obviously it was like a different like a like a mocha frappuccino from starbucks is like a different thing and this is like ice cream this is like all and it's like ice cream and the starbucks mocha and the smell of coffee and all this stuff you're just like combining that into the arby's jamocha shake and i i tell you what once one again once this is over we're gonna go get 
all these desserts to try them out. Uh, but Arby's Jamocha Shake is my number one. That's a that's a nostalgia thing. We used to, it, my parents again having four children. You take them to like a fast food restaurant. It's hard to get something that everybody likes. So back in the day, Arby's used to have like a five for five deal, where it was like small drink Jamocha Shake, sort of small Jamocha Shake turnover. Beef and cheddar, yeah. blah, 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 and you can pick five of them for five dollars. My parents would be like, go crazy. You get your own five. Pick your own five. I don't care. And you get, you know, two beef and cheddars, two junior beef and cheddars, like a soda, jamoka shake, and like a turnover, or like a like a potato cake is what I always get. But that jamoka shake just tastes like, mm, that was just, that was childhood. I remember riding my up, mom's man. convertible, drinking a jamoka shake. That's what I think about. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hit your list, man. It's a fine list. All right, so yeah, number five, CeCe's Brownie. Number four, McDonald's Holiday Pie. Number three, Subway White Chocolate Macadamia Nut. Number two, Wendy's Frosty. And number one, Arby's Jamocha. Shake. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I actually have heard those uh, those McDonald's Holiday Pies are pretty good. I'm going to have to get one next time they come around. Absolutely. Uh, well, before we get out of here, Owen, where could we possibly find more of your stuff at, man? You can find me at twitch.tv slash nomination seven and twitter by the same name that's d-a-h-m-i-n-a-t-i-o-n seven i haven't really been streaming lately kind of been uh playing some more boring games offline but kind of grinding some runescape i know that's not everyone's favorite game but uh i will be um i will, I will be picking it up this week i've got a little bit more time work schedule is a little bit better for me to stream and uh yeah i'm, I'm gonna be bringing it this week so just stay tuned interesting interesting all right and as always, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Steam Machine. That's S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. Uh, the same on uh, Twitter. And I stream uh, Mondays. We do the Grub Buds podcast where, where we eat uh, new and exciting fast food items. If you like our list, maybe we'll eat some of those uh, in the upcoming months or whatever. And uh, we, we do that on Mondays at 7.45 p.m. Central Time. And we do, of course, this, Dom, that's true, you know, 7.30 p.m. Central Time on both of our Twitch channels, mine and Owen's. And you can listen to either of those if you've missed them or you were like, oh, I want to listen to that or I want to listen to this while I'm at work, you know, not at 7.30 at night. Uh, then you can listen to the, either of those on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And yes, uh, I'll stream Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do a little workout stream on Saturdays normally. But I am taking the next two weekends off. I'm going to be... I got a girlfriend's actually coming into town, so I'm not going to stream while she's here, and then I'm actually going out of town. So, that being said, I think that's it. Owen, you want to take us through your pop culture minute? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about something recently that's happened uh, that was pretty big in the sports world. That's DK Metcalf's 100-meter dash. He tried for the Olympic qualifier. He did get last place in his Olympic qualifier. It but I, what I And I, I'm here to, uh, to talk about this. So... One, it's absolutely ridiculous that he was able to even stay within a couple hundredths of a second with track athletes. That's crazy. A man of his size, he's like 6'3", like what? Like 270, Truman, right? Mm. DK Metcalf? He's like 6'3", 270, right? He's, he's big, yeah. Yeah, he's huge. So Especially if, if compared see, to the other if you sprinters. See his, if, if you see his heat, he stayed with them pretty well. His form looked good, but... I think what's more important is for people to recognize just how much of freak athletes track athletes are. Mm -hmm. Those guys are crazy. And, and DK Metcalf finished last in a heat that didn't even include the big guys like Justin Gatlin and the other, uh, hundred meter sprinters that we've been hearing about. Um, so, but basically I'm just trying to be positive for both ends. Shout out DK Metcalf, dude, you look like a freak out there. Holy shit, man. Great run. But shout out track athletes out there. Uh, Good job for uh, for honestly for beating DK Metcalf for for doing what you should have been what should have been done, and uh, man, you guys are you guys don't get enough respect. Y'all are freaks out there. Fair enough. Uh, I have a much sillier uh, pop culture minute. Uh, did you see that the Oakland A's are looking to move their franchise, possibly upon upon approval? We don't know yet. They just are looking the, to get out of Vegas. Oakland. Vegas seems to be the leading the leading option right now, honestly. Oh Which my I think, God. That'd be funny. Both Oakland teams go to Vegas. Oh, no. oh my god. Oakland gosh. doesn't deserve that, man. Don't Marshawn's gonna have a heart attack, bro. Marshawn doesn't deserve this. I don't think Marshawn cares about the A's nearly as much. But uh, it is funny to see that both of those teams are looking to. Well, well, obviously the Raiders have already moved in that 
uh, now the Oakland A's are looking to move. I Here's my proposition for you. Huh. What you got? The A's are originally from Kansas City. Yeah. Let's just give Kansas City, Kansas a team. Fuck it. You guys can have them. What the, the Kansas fuck? City Athletics. Let's go back. Let's put no, them. I... Let's put them in the T-Bone Stadium or uh, the now the Monarch Stadium, or build them a new stadium out by the Legends there, so that you guys can have your you guys can have no. your baseball team that you guys no. like a whole lot and all that stuff. And obviously they're from Kansas City no. originally. That way we can stop having this. Oh, what if the Royals move across the state line? No, no, no. That's why you guys get your own team. Because it's unfair that New York always gets two baseball teams. I'm time for it's time for somebody else to have two baseball teams. LA gets LA gets a couple teams or whatever, and obviously Oakland and uh, San Francisco are you know across the bay from each other, so they're basically the same. So here, I'm just here to say, Kansas City is the next city that You're gets insane. to have two baseball teams or two two sports teams on each side of the state. And uh, Kansas City, Kansas, you guys can have the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> you know they're going to like. Albuquerque or or no. Vegas or They're San Antonio, dude. They're going to Vegas. There's no shot. There's no shot. Texas doesn't want another baseball team. Albuquerque's not big enough. I'd love it if they went to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Well, what if they went to Oregon? Is Portland big enough? Maybe. Seattle? Oh, the Mariners. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, I mean, but I mean, funny enough, like I mean, Portland does have like the best MLS viewership. If that's saying something, I mean, like they're able to support a soccer team, man. Certainly, they can support a, a baseball team. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if there's much stuff looking to go into Portland. Yeah, right I now. still think it's Vegas. I think it's very obvious Vegas. I think Vegas. Here. Vegas was already trending for like the whole day because of it. So it's, it's probably be Las Vegas. But I'm I'm here to tell you, Kansas City, Kansas Athletics. Okay. <laughs> okay. No that way we can have two poverty franchises in the middle of the country, dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, that being said, that's been Owen Dom. I've been Trubenstein. I appreciate you guys yes, tuning in uh, if you've made it this far. Uh, we'll see you next week on either Monday or Wednesday, one of those days, and we will figure it out from there. But thanks, guys. See you next week.